Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all the meetings, camera on, while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues to teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups. Delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. The Asian American Pacific Islander Nurses Association of Nevada presents Healthy Mondays with Apina of Nevada. Start the week healthy and right with interesting conversations on living a healthy lifestyle. And now, your Healthy Mondays host, Dr. Mary Faye Axon Armstrong. Aloha. Good evening. Magandang gabi po sa inyong lahat. Naimbaga sardam. Maayong gabi sa inyong tanan. I'm yours truly, Dr. Mary Faye Axon Armstrong founding president of the Asian American Pacific Islander Nurse Association of Nevada and a professor in nursing at Roseman University of Health Sciences College of Nursing. Maraming maraming salamat po sa inyong pakikinig sa aming programa at patuloy na pagtangkilik sa Healthy Mondays. So as you know, Monday night is Healthy Monday night. And each year, millions of Americans face the reality of living with a mental health condition. Mental Health conditions do not discriminate based on race, color, gender, or identity. Anyone can experience the challenges of mental illness regardless of their background. However, background and identity can make access to mental health treatment and much more difficult. So National Minority Mental Health Awareness Month is observed every July to bring awareness to the unique struggles that racial and ethnic minority communities face regarding mental illness in the United States. The COVID-19 pandemic has made it harder for racial and ethnic minority groups to get access to mental health and substance use treatment services. This year, the theme of Mental Health Association 2022 Mental Health is back to basics. After the last two years of pandemic living, many people are realizing that stress, isolation, and uncertainty have taken a toll on our well-being. Our well-being as I belong also to the minority population as a female older adult Filipina. According to the National Institute of Mental Health, nearly one in five adults in the United States are living with mental illness. About half of the estimated 52.9 million individuals living with mental health conditions also suffer from substance use disorders of drugs and alcohol. This epidemic hit an all-time high last year as the number of drug overdose-related deaths was over 107,662, according to the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention. One in every five children ages 13 to 18 have or will have a serious mental health condition. Unfortunately, many people may feel uncomfortable seeking help due to the stigma surrounding behavioral health issues. By coming together to the stigmatized mental illness and showing support for those living with behavioral health issues, we can help millions of people get the treatment they deserve. So tonight, I'm reporting live from Washington, D.C. while attending the 2022 Substance Abuse and Mental Health Service Administration Minority Fellowship Program at American Mirror Association. This is our intensive summer institute training. The theme is Advancing Behavioral Health Equity Among Ethnic and Racial Minority and Indigenous Population. So I'm excited uh, to interview Dr. 
Elizabeth Files from Chamberlain University. She's currently our vice chair for our National Advisory Committee. We also have our newcomer and soon-to-be FFV alumna, Park Chow, MSNRN, and he's with the University of Pennsylvania School of Nursing, and he is also a fellow from MFP. And last but not the least, my good friend and colleague, Ms. Dr. Mijun Park, she is a tenured associate professor at the University of California, San Francisco School of Nursing. Dr. Park extensively published on how culture provides an important context of health behaviors and health outcomes. Hey guys, welcome to Healthy Mondays. Thank you. Thank, thank you. And thank you for agreeing to be our thank guest tonight. So yeah, please so share with our listeners about yourself and your humble beginnings. Um, you go ahead, Pat. Yeah, so uh, my name is Pak. Um, I am currently a uh, soon-to-be uh, PMHNP from the University of Pennsylvania. Um, I am an immigrant from Hong Kong. Um, I grew up in South Jersey um, and have been kind of migrating between South Jersey, North Jersey, and Pennsylvania all my life. Um, and what, what else should I be covering? Oh, you're good. Okay. <laughs> We're going to have to yeah. talk a lot more. Okay, awesome. So, uh, Dr. Park, thank you. Hello, everyone in uh, Las Vegas. Uh, thank you, Marie-Fe, uh, inviting us here to talk about uh, Asian American and minority mental health. It's very timely that we are uh, broadcasting uh, tonight's episode because we're right here in Washington, D.C., near the Capitol, near the Hill, and we are actually yesterday had talked to uh, some of the representatives to speak of uh, advocacy for the mental health issues that we're facing. Mm -hmm. So, uh, Dr. Piles. Magandang gabi sa inyong lahat. Maraming salamat for the opportunity here. Um, Dr. Axon Armstrong, thank you so much for this wonderful show and looking forward to our wonderful conversation. Thank you. Thank you, Pat, Dr. Park, and Dr. Files. So I have given you questions earlier to guide our interview tonight. So the first question is, what does minority mental health mean to you? Maybe we'll start with Dr. Park. Sure. Um, when we talk about minority, there's a multiple different definitions of minority. It could be gender minority, or it could be economic minority, where we certain population uh, may have more economic resources than others. We could also talk about uh, political minority, where a certain segment of population is more political power than others, therefore more influence on uh, policy issues. We could also talk about sex and then gender identity or gender um, identity minorities. We also can talk about sexual orientation and uh, gender identity. Idris is really good at coding, so that I know he will come. <coughs> we could also talk about uh, gender, uh, sexual orientation and uh, gender identity of minorities who we are currently um, hot area of our mental health issues. But today we also want to talk about race and uh, ethnicity. What that means is that certain racial group or ethnic group may uh, experience less attentions from mental health resources or professionals. Or we could also talk about uh, linguistic minorities who may have speak non-common uh, languages 
Therefore, they have less access to linguistically uh, suitable um, uh, healthcare, mental health care. So when we talk about minority mental health care, we could all, we have to think about what kind of minority are we discussing here? Although granted that we are talking about you know, racial minorities, specifically Asian Americans, who may be, may have a different concept of what is mental health. Therefore, your healthcare provider might not agree with our patient's concept of what is mental health. Thank you, Dr. Park. Be, uh, there's so many uh, <laughs> okay. definitions of the minority mental health. I'm going to do this again. Health. Hold on. Uh, you have to give me some time to like uh, interject and introduce. Okay, okay. so we'll, we'll, he'll cut it off and he said, thank you so much. <laughs> thank you so much, Dr. Parr, for <laughs> your... Don't so it yet. It's good. Yes. It's different from when I interview you. So yeah. I'll she will cut it out. So just so kind of like uh, give me a pause so then I can interject and then I can go on to the next oh, person. Okay. Yeah. So there's a lot of passion, as you can hear our listeners out there, mga kababayan, talagang maraming ibig sabihin ng minority mental health. So I want to thank Dr. Park for enumerating those various definitions of mental health. So I want to hear from Pat. Um. So, can you repeat the question just one oh, more time? Oh, what does minority mental health mean to you? Um, I think minority mental health uh, means a lot of different things. I think uh, the way that Dr. Park put it is very, very um, with the definition that I would agree with, which is a kind of a culmination of uh, different identities, whether it be socioeconomic, whether it be uh, gender or, or sexual orientation or identity, um, whether it be um, race, you know, um, all these different things. I also think that the intersection in which these identities overlap is a really, really interesting place to look at as well. Um, for example, being gay versus being black and gay are kind of two different complete uh, experiences. Uh, so I think that you know having that interaction um, with the individual that you're um, treating uh, at the time, uh, kind of getting their exact experience is something that's very unique to uh, minority mental health uh, that we really have to understand uh, the different traumas that they've, uh, you know, and resiliences that they've gone through um, in their life and to fully understand, um, you know, how exactly that we can help them and that they can help themselves. Um, additionally, I think minority mental health um, also looks like uh, kind of balancing the scales in terms of accessibility of who has access to what kind of treatments. I know that we have um, a lot of medications, a lot of therapies uh, that are readily available to everybody. Um, but there are some um, treatments out there, uh, such as the, I guess, more boutique or uh, new and innovative um, treatments that aren't really available to everyone. So uh, examples are like TMS, uh, psychedelic-assisted therapies. Um, I was just actually looking at ketamine-assisted therapy, um, and it does look like, uh, based on a study that was looking at the demographics of who received them, 85% uh, of the recipients are actually baccalaureate-prepared um, and above um, individuals and clients. Um, so that means that only around 15% are of the... Um, you know, less educated, uh, below uh, baccalaureate education. Uh, so what does that mean in terms of who's receiving, uh, you know, the healthcare uh, that we have available in today? Um, I think that's really, really important to observe to kind of balance the scales in terms of uh, really addressing uh, minorities and what kind of, uh, you know, modalities that they can receive at this certain time. Wow. Thank you for giving us a great picture of what you see out in the school and the practice and also the challenges that uh, a lot of individuals face, especially the, the population that you mentioned, the LGBTQ, 
because uh, the stigma of having a mental illness, in addition to the stigma of being a member of LGBTQ or identifying as a member of LGBTQ, is another stigma. So double the stigma of this population. Absolutely. Right? Thank you so much. So Dr. Files. So, ang bagendang bagendang gabi po. Ang importante sa mental health ay yung abilidad ninyo, abilidad ng matatanda o abilidad ng mga bata to handle yung mga sitwasyon na nagko-cause ng stress mm-hmm. or anxiety or natatakot uh, ka. Ano pa ang gagawin mo? Right? So I think we have to start with that. How do how do adults and adolescents or children manage stress, anxiety, fear? I think we gotta start with that because unfortunately there's a lot of hiding. A lot of stigma. You're shamed by this. Right? Loko Loko is crazy for our some of our listeners out there, which we really uh, know that last week uh, I interviewed Dr. Jay Tan, who is the past president of the Nevada State Board of Nursing, and he mentioned exactly what you said, Dr. Childs, because he also has a practice, clinical practice, and he noticed that. Of all of the population, there's like over 50% of Filipinos who live in Las Vegas, but he only has a handful of Asian patients. So what you're saying is so true that they know there's something wrong with them, but they are afraid to seek help because the stigma, you know, you don't want to be labeled as, oh, she's crazy in the Filipino culture, in the Asian culture. And I'm sure that you will relate to it, like Korean culture, right? Sure. So, uh, what are the current challenges in minority mental health that you see? I will limit our conversation to more race and then um, cultural minorities. So, continuing our conversation before, um, being minority will expose us in very different type of stresses and in different culturally specific ways of handling those um, stressors. The question then becomes, can um, um, Western or typical healthcare system can address those patients, minority patients, who has a unique cultural concept of mental health issues or mental illnesses, or they do have a different expectation from their healthcare provider, and maybe their healthcare provider might not be able to address that, not because they don't want to, but because they're not aware or not well prepared to it. They just don't know how to deal with it. Exactly. Right? So, um, so those are the one of the biggest uh, issues that we have right now. The second component is that PEG, briefly mentioned that certain type of uh, therapeutics are reimbursed by the insurance company one others. But oftentimes, minority patients may have preference that does not concordant with uh, what insurance company might cover. So what that means is it may cost more for us, right, to access those type of uh, treatment. And then that's also good. Yeah. So the access, uh, accessibility of the mental health uh, benefits and the preference of the individual who are seeking uh, services for mental health. Yeah. 
So do you, did you want to add some more facts? Yes. Absolutely. I think the doctorate files were just talking about this right before this interview. Great. Nails it right on the spot. Please do share with our listeners. Um, so, oh my gosh, where do we even begin? Um, I think one of the most important challenges, um, let's talk about the history of mental health um, and like why there's such a discrepancy between um, why some ethnic minorities are very hesitant about seeking help, uh, specifically with the Western um, you know, culture and society. Um, let's think about, you know, the Tuskegee experiment and how there was a big issue with the medical community and, you know, certain um, ethnic uh, populations. Let's talk about, like, the Opium War, uh, where drugs were involved in, you know, Eastern countries, um, and there's a big uh, mistrust against Western medicines. Um, so there's always going to be a lot of those um, systemic racial traumas that we kind of do have to address um, as a society now in order to rebuild trust with these cultures and these communities um, before anything else. Um, and the second thing is, I think it, it is really interesting when you mention Western culture, um, that when we think of um, mental health in the United States, we only look at it from a Western perspective. Um, coming from a Chinese background, um, my parents were actually very against uh, Western medicines um, because that's just not something that they grew up around um, while they were in China. Um, mental health is looked at differently there. Um, we do a lot of different things, such as Tai Chi, Tai Gong, um, in order to help maintain our good mental health there. Um, and so to have a disparity of providers that kind of um, are able to provide these services uh, to these populations is something that um, really, really needs to be investigated in um, as a, a minority um, provider myself. It's something I want to get trained in, um, but how can we get there is really the big question, I think. Well, my question to Dr. Files is, is it getting better? I know that uh, when I was still in the uh, doctoral program, we had to take a uh, the uh, alternative therapy. It's part of the requirement for us. So I know that a lot of the um, mental health providers are now incorporating those type of alternative therapy, right? Mm -hmm. Acupuncture is one, mm -hmm. right? And so, uh, Dr. Files, my question is, is it getting better? No. Okay, unfortunately, right? Yeah. No. So we just had a gathering of uh, Filipino stakeholders and asking them what are the most uh, pressing problems in the Las Vegas community in terms of healthcare. And I believe the 60 to 75 percent of this random audience that mental health is an issue. And so, however, uh, it's problematic that. Our approach here in the United States has always been on the reactive side, right? But I want to go upstream and let's stop it from there. Teach, let's teach our kids, our young people, how do we manage stress, right? How do we manage our fears? How do we manage anxiety and things like that, right? Um, I think that that's very important to go upstream because we all know the resources are not there. Yes, especially in Nevada. Right? Yes. Resources are not there. And so it's very important for us to go upstream. And I'm so excited about the heart map strategy that yes. we can. We just learned about today. How about teaching that to children, right? Teaching that to adolescents so that uh, we have um, 
perhaps decrease the uh, number of patients needing downstream intervention. We're really changing the paradigm now. Uh, we, as you were saying, reactive. So for our listeners out there, our Kababayans, what, what we mean is we're just uh, treating the chronic conditions when it's already at the high, highest. So what we wanted to do is do some prevention. So before they get to that point that they need to be rushed in the emergency room, we start doing the, teaching them about coping mechanisms and all that. So uh, last, uh, last addition to uh, what uh, areas in the practice in school do you guys see as far as minority mental health? Oh, the last one. No, what I'm trying to do is wrap it up. So I would say thank you, Dr. Files. One last one. Yeah, one last So, last message. Importante ho. Physical, mental, emotional, but spiritual. Kasi, you know, we can't just be focusing on on mental health. Kailangan po, kasi ang ating katawan ay buo. We are made up of physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual um, uh, parts of us, components in, in ourselves. And therefore, it's very important. The more we're balanced, the better it is we're able to handle things. Like, Ang, kung ano ang kakainin mo, kung laging sugar ang kinakain mo, puro candy, abay, ang iyong blood sugar ay ganyan, and then, and then, somebody gets angry at you, then you respond from that high sugar, all that stuff, it all affects your whole Kaya, a message is importante, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health. Kung kailangan po ang tulong sa Diyos, ay humingi ng tulong sa Diyos. Pero hindi po, don't ignore all the other things. No, we have to co-create and help ourselves and ask God for help. Yes, and a lot of uh, a lot of our Asian population really are, are Christians or Catholics. So what what Dr. Files is is saying is that we are humans are made of mind, body, and spirit. And so besides taking care of our body, also prayers are also our work, and that's one of the coping mechanisms. So I know Pac wanted to add some more. Yes, absolutely. I just really wanted to specify. I think it's really kind of easy to just kind of visualize four things, but like what does it mean for each one of that? Um, I think in terms of mind, you know, how can you process your thoughts? Who can you reach out to in terms of therapy, in terms of books, mentors, you know, family members? Um, that's where the mind kind of sets in. With body, you know, what kind of body work can you do in terms of exercise, yoga, um, any kind of somatic uh, brain exercises that kind of help uh, boost different kinds of, um, you know, healthy hormones in your body to help you feel better. Um, emotional health, you know, how can you express yourself, express the emotions out so they don't kind of, you know, pent up inside and develop into these uh, deep traumas. Um, and then lastly, you know, spiritual health, what does that look like? That looks like going to church, you know, uh, going to your faith. And if you're not um, part of any kind of faiths, um, everyone's connected to nature one way or another. And that's always a wonderful way of just reconnecting the world and making sure that, you know, you're understanding that there's a whole universe around you. And the feeling of being not alone is so important to our health as humans. And I just really want to expand on that and just, you know, I think everyone should kind of look for what their self-care activity is for each 
each one of those uh, different quadrants of uh, the human health. Yes, and there's so much out there. There's so much out there, Monica Bayan. Uh, there's a lot of resources. I guess you just need to know where to find it. So uh, last words of wisdom for, from Dr. Park. And time flies when we're having fun, Monica Bayan. <laughs> Healthy Mondays is always this exciting, especially where are connecting from Washington, D.C. So Dr. Park, last words of wisdom. Oh, thank you. Um, Self-care is very important, but sometimes when maybe you're really down and then having really difficulties, friends and family can help us to lift us so that we can actually get better and be able to take care of ourselves. So look around and then see any of your family, friends or loved ones are having difficult times. Approach them and then see whether they need help or how can you offer uh, is there any help that can you can provide i think that would be very important sometimes loneliness and feeling alone and not nobody can take care of them nobody can love us and then that's one of the biggest reasons why people feel depressed and anxious so we can offer our help to uh, our loved ones to be feel better so i just want to emphasize that for our last Point. Yes. And yes, and know that our listeners out there know that there is someone out there who cares about you. We care about you, and that's the reason why we're in this profession. You know, as how as um, as a psychiatric mental health uh, professionals, and uh, wow, there's so much more that we wanted to share with you. But the main thing is the preventative, more yes. preventative, and how to help you cope with your stress, with your daily blues. So uh, thank you so much, Pat. Thank you, thank you so much, uh, Dr. Park and Dr. Files. And so I wish that we have more time. So remember, our listeners out there, remember, every Monday is a healthy Monday. Aloha. 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 <laughs> the Asian American Pacific Islander Nurses Association of Nevada has just brought you Healthy Mondays with Apina of Nevada. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.